friends, welcome to our pre-recorded version of the sermon and Ash Wednesday service. You know, this year is a crazy year. We have um, a lot of things going on on Ash Wednesday, including Valentine's Day. So we thought it might be helpful to record at least the sermon portion of this service so that as many people as possible could uh, participate. So let me just say I'm glad you're here as we uh, enter into this sermon time together. Let me begin with a word of prayer. Lord, we're grateful for Ash Wednesday. We're grateful for the beginning of Lent. And we are thankful for every person who is with us through this recording. As we listen to your word proclaimed and offered, we pray that your spirit would be upon us, that we could indeed enter into a holy Lent, for we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I'd like to read you a, a portion of scripture from that we'll be using. Uh, from the 5th chapter of 2 Corinthians and moving in a little bit into the 6th chapter. We listen now for the word of God. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As God's co-workers, we urge you not to receive God's grace in vain. For he says, in the time of my favor, I heard you. And in the day of salvation, I helped you. I tell you, now is the time of God's favor. Now is the day of salvation. The word of God for the people of God. And we all say, thanks be to God. You know, I'm uh, thinking about years ago when I was participating in an Ash Wednesday service and I was on, I came home and after a, a long day and uh, we were there and I just flipped on the news uh, and there was a, a well-known national news anchor uh, and as I watched her, I noticed she had a, a large uh, black smudge on her forehead and I had just come from uh, placing ashes on the forehead of many, many people, in it, but it still did not dawn on me until I realized that this was the mark of the cross in ashes on this national anchor on a national program and uh, all underneath the bright lights and the cameras. Um, and the truth is I've seen her many times uh, in many years since, but I have really never looked at her the same way because a new marker, an identity, was established, at least for me, with her, uh, with that mark on that Ash Wednesday so many years ago. Well, tonight, as we think about marks and identities, or lack thereof, I want to tell you another story from a, a number of years ago, because there's uh, another man who was speaking into a TV screen. Apparently, prior to this, he had had a major accident, and he had amnesia. Uh, he, and so he looked in this camera, and, he, and a, with a blank look, uh, the story was told as he simply said to the listening audience, does anybody know who I am? He was a man without an identity, a man without a purpose, without a country. Well, we may certainly not be that bad, but sometimes, I think, friends, it's easy to forget who we are. Not so much in our personality, but to forget who we are uh, in regard to our faith. And tonight, as we enter into the receiving of ashes, we take some time to remember and to claim who we are. 
You know, um, we think about uh, Jesus and his time in the wilderness for 40 days because that's exactly what Jesus did. Um, Jesus in the wilderness, was, that was a stark time, but it was, and it was reminiscent of Israel as they were wandering for 40 years. But the amazing thing about that experience was, um, as stark as it was, it was also empowering because those days strengthened and clarified and launched Jesus into ministry. And because, you know, the truth is, if you read the story, at the end of those 40 days, Jesus wasn't staring into a blank screen saying, does anybody know who I am? See what happened in the wilderness? The starkness, the trials, even the, the temptations from the evil one, they all clarified who he is and was and who he was supposed to be. They clarified what it meant to be the Son of God. Because the truth is, wilderness and ashes, they all have a way of doing that. I mean, isn't that, after all, kind of the, the role of the upcoming 40 days of Lent which are before us? Lent is not just about giving up things, even though that's a good thing to do. But in, uh, in, a just, in our service, um, we always ask folks, uh, we invite folks to live a holy Lent. And in that season, that's where we name and we claim who we are. It's about a time of crystallizing our identity in Christ. And the scripture that we read just now, and the ashes, you see, they help us to do exactly that as we enter into and try to live a holy Lent. Now, when you listen to the reading from Paul in 2 Corinthians, he doesn't use the image of ashes, but he does take some time on this Ash Wednesday, as we enter our 40 days, to remind us who we are. I mean, did you hear him? He, he describes who we are, but he goes very big, very fast. I mean, he isn't using just nice and polite phrases. He goes straight to the big guns. Let me see if I can just give you a couple examples of the words in just a few verses. He says that you and I are Christ's ambassadors. He says that God is making his appeal to the world through you and through me. And he says this after reminding who we are, that we are new creations in Christ, that we have been reconciled with God. And as such, you and I are to spread, to use his word, that reconciliation all around us. And he's alluding to images of citizenship, right, with that word ambassador, and reminding us that um, we are Christ's ambassadors and as such, uh, we have a role in representing Christ and showing others who Christ is to make his appeal to make other people citizens of his land. I mean, the image is that when people come to us, we're sort of an embassy, welcoming people, receiving people, representing our Lord Jesus to everybody who comes to us. We are Christ's ambassadors, and we make his appeal to the world. Go figure, that's just who we are. But you see, Paul in the story, he's, he's just getting warmed up. He, he has a sort of a complicated verse. Let me read that. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that we might be the righteousness of God. I mean, don't let all that language move us past what he said. Don't let it slip by too quickly. You are the righteousness of God. 
I mean, if you're thinking like me, I mean, no way. I am not that good. I am not all that. And yet Paul doesn't mince words. He goes on to say that as the righteousness of God, that our role is to be a means, like we uh, spoke of earlier, a means of bringing people in, of welcoming people, and sort of an on-ramp to the highway. But he says sometimes we have a habit of putting a stumbling block in front of people, which we are to avoid. Now, all this, these great language and descriptive of language of who we are and our identity, well, of course it's not because we are great. It's because of grace. All these things, they're not because of what we have done. It's because of what Christ has done. You know, Paul says that we are not to receive God's grace in vain. Again, we're stewards of that grace. He's, he's telling us now's the time. And I think that's one of the nice things about ashes, right? Ashes, when you think about it, they force us to think about grace. Grace. But ashes are so stark and dry and seemingly lifeless. Well, a lot of authors out there have noted this and how Ash Wednesday is a bit unique for us uh, in the church. Because Ash Wednesday, you think about it, it's not like Christmas and it's not like Easter. In their words, we get to keep Ash Wednesday. I mean, with all with the ashes, with our talk about dust and death and denial, you know, we're not in danger of being taken over because, indeed, Easter may go the way of chocolate bunnies and of peeps, and Christmas may go the way of its holiday commercialism, but we can rest assured uh, that no one will be filling the stores with Ash Wednesday holiday items a month in advance. See, Ash Wednesday, friends, this one's ours. And in all of that, here is something we must never forget. Um, in Jesus, ashes are stark and seemingly lifeless, but in Jesus, right, ashes are redeemed. Very much like the cross. The cross, which has been that symbol of death. The cross which we're, to which we will be making our way throughout these uh, weeks. In the way, God redeems it. You know, in the book of Isaiah, um, we hear the way that um, God has made beauty from ashes. And we are entering these 40 days of Lent, and they're days of denial, days of clarifying our identity, days of confession and repentance. And they're stark images in many ways. But we also are mindful of the end, the cross to which we are going, the cross which is ultimately redeemed, the cross which redeems and creates beauty indeed out of ashes. You know, I've told some of you the story how about how many, many years ago I was in school at the University of Washington and it was a Sunday afternoon and everybody called us to go up to the roof of our dormitory. And uh, we climbed up there and sure enough, that was the afternoon that Mount St. Hel Helens erupted. And Mount St. Helens was like 100, 120 miles south of Seattle where we were, but it was a cloudless day, a rare cloudless day in Seattle. And you could look and you could see this massive cloud of ash over 100 miles away drifting over. Well, for days after that, of course, there was inches thick ash everywhere. It was a mess. It messed up cars and messed up engines, messed up everything. It was ugliness and destructive power, all destructive stuff all around. And everything was dry and seemingly lifeless for months, even years. But then there is this unique plant um, it's called fireweed. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's the first plant to grow after a forest fire. 
a first plant to grow after devastation. And it's actually a beautiful flower that thrives and grows out of the ashes and begins the process of reforestation. You know, um, I think that that is a symbol in many ways of what we're talking about here today. Um, that there is beauty out of ashes in the end that we'll, as we make our way to um, Easter uh, in the coming weeks. Well, friends, tonight we may not be going in front of a TV audience of millions with a cross on our heads. We may not be in front of crowds to speak of who we are. But the good news of these ashes and of the words of Paul is that you and I are not that young man staring into the camera asking, does anybody know who I am? See, these ashes and Paul's words clarify for us who we are. We've been reconciled with Christ. We are Christ's ambassadors. We have become the righteousness of God. And Paul uses these massive titles and labels to introduce, help us walk into these 40 days of Lent. But in it all, it's important to remember that's not about us. It's always about grace. It's true, these ashes are stark, but we receive them and enter into the season with confidence, knowing that the God who has redeemed a cross, the God who has redeemed ashes, has also redeemed us. So by God's grace, let us be stewards of this same grace for these 40 days and beyond. Will you pray with me? Lord God, we give you thanks that you are God, and you are wonder, and you are power. It is our prayer this day, O oh Lord, that you would help us to enter into a holy Lent, to live your grace, to live your power. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.